This is episode number five of Under 10, a mini intimacy podcast with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. This week's episode is on the title, The Embodied I'm Sorry, More Than Words. Do you remember that song from the 90s? This idea that you can't actually just use words to make an impact on someone. You got to follow it up with action. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what that means when it's time to say, I'm sorry. Have you been there this past week? Because I have. (laughs) So you may recall that last episode was about making agreements for truth. Making an agreement with the important people in your life to lean in to saying what's real, to admitting how you actually feel, not saying what you think they want to hear. And what happens when we prioritize authenticity is we will inevitably make waves. We will inevitably trip and fall, mess up, make a mistake, and hurt someone's feelings. We're going to make messes. One of the most useful things that a mentor of mine said when I started this path of conscious intimacy was, the good news is you don't have to worry about whether or not you will make messes because you will. It's not if, it's how you clean it up that matters. Okay, I'm going to say that again. It's not whether or not you will make messes, you will. When we choose a life of authenticity, we will have impacts on each other. What makes the difference between relationships that get damaged or fall apart and relationships that get deeper and endure is how we clean it up. So that's why this episode following from last week is so important because I want to put in your hands the tools for doing the cleanup um, because it's if you're following along and if you're doing the practices, you're leaning into a messy life. Or as uh, I think Janine Roth has a book, This Messy Magnificent Life. If you've chosen a messy, magnificent life, then it's important that you have the tools for cleanup. You know, I think uh, a lot of us, and this definitely includes me, were raised to think, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to, you know inconvenience people god forbid someone has to accommodate me okay we have it as if it's bad to take up space but guess what i'm five foot four like i'm this wide you know i'm 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 this heavy like i take up space my body takes up space okay i'm in a body and my body you can imagine it's like a you know a a vessel on a pond And I'm going to make waves because I'm moving in space for no other reason. Having impact on each other is part of being human. So this notion that we won't have impact on each other is um, just unrealistic. Furthermore, it asks us to shrink from the point of contact with our worlds. It denies the possibility that... We want to have an impact. We want to make changes. We want to inspire. We want to help others think differently. We want to know that we exist by seeing um, how we show up in the lives of others. Okay, this is important. We need this mirroring back. Uh, Rather than thinking, oh, I don't want to make any waves, I invite you to consider that those waves are a vital sign that we are connected. Okay. So when there's waves, 
people get wet. That getting wet is part of that messy magnificence. And this idea of being able to clean it up and say I'm sorry, and especially in an embodied way, is essential. I remember growing up and my dad, who was very well-meaning, but who grew up prior to the advent of a lot of the consciousness work that I've been able to do, certainly the movement for embodiment and relational consciousness, um, my dad would often say, I'm sorry, and not back it up with change. Very, very often after a particular eruption, he would come to us, his children, and the words were, "Uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't like me. I'll do better next time. Um, P.S. If you're in my personal life, don't ever say those combination of words to me. Okay. Because I heard them enough without seeing change that they became false to me. I learned not to trust them. I learned that they were empty. Okay. This is uh, where this idea more than words comes in. Um, Again, my dad didn't know how to take what at least was awareness that what he'd done was uh, problematic. He didn't know how to take it into the realm of, and I'm going to get underneath my reactivity. I'm going to get underneath my temper. I'm going to get inside of my emotional dysregulation and rewire it. That's big work. Um, I give my dad a lot of credit for raising four kids pretty much on his own, Um, but he didn't know how to embody the I'm sorry. All right. So as an alternative to those words that are void of change or void of action, my invitation uh, to you, um, should you find yourself making waves in this practice of authenticity and possibly having an impact on someone that was unintended and even negative, is to consider the following. And I'm sorry is good. It's a good start. Those are two powerful words, and I know it's important for me to hear them very often. The second piece, if you're willing, is to say to the person who you wronged, and I would like to know the impact my actions had on you. Would you tell me? And then you close your mouth, and you open your heart, and you open your ears, and you listen, and you let your body be impacted by hearing the experience of the person who got wet when you made that wave. You let your body be impacted because what's inevitably going to happen is it's going to be uncomfortable. Your toes are going to want to curl. You're going to cringe. Your stomach might be in knots. Okay. I know this is true for me and the more I care about someone, the more almost it feels unbearable to hear that I've hurt them. Like I I actually want to put my hands over my ears, okay? Practically unbearable. But what I've found is when I'm willing to bear the discomfort or tolerate the discomfort and just breathe and just take in my impact, what happens is that physical experience of discomfort shifts something in my body in the direction of a lesson learned, right? What we want, whether you're 10 or, uh, you know, 65, is to change our behavior when we hurt someone, right? We don't want to do it again. Well, what's the mechanism for change? Well, what I suggest, a big part of it, 
is being willing to actually sit in the fire of seeing the impact of your actions. Uh, Swallow, receive, breathe in, digest the discomfort of hurting someone you love or hurting someone you don't know um, and didn't want to hurt. And that, my friends, becomes itself the mechanism for change because you don't want to feel that, right? You want to actually avoid repeating the possibility that someone has to sit in front of you and say, you hurt me in this way. Opening your ears, closing your mouth after you've asked, would you be willing to tell me the impact of my actions is a way that the I'm sorry can become embodied. Now, if you're someone who's at the receiving end of an I'm sorry, you can also say, would you be willing to hear the impact of your actions? Okay, you can offer that too. It can be a little trickier. Um, but it's a possibility from both directions to be able to initiate that level of connection inside of the I'm sorry. Because then what happens is, though we're going to be going through an uncomfortable little storm uh, of hearing and receiving that impact, we also get stronger as friends and intimates when we stick with it. I just had a friend tell me this week, I trust you because of all of the difficulty we've had to navigate. This is someone who I confide in and they confide in me about some of the toughest stuff because we've gotten through together some of those moments of discomfort. So friends, I hope that is useful. The embodied I'm sorry more than words is a tool in your back pocket for living a dynamic and authentic life. Um, Please let me know how it goes. Um, Please uh, post on my podcast page on my website. I look forward to continuing to live this messy, magnificent practice with you. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh,